thank the Lord for. If we can have Romans 12, verse 1. Okay, it's already projected on now. This year, the Lord has spoken and said that we are to have divine influence. Amen. And he says that, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. <clears throat> this scripture, we can carry it all the time in our walk with the Lord, because this is what will carry us. But for the purposes of today, this year, the Lord has said that divine influence, amen, divine influence. You are born again because you stood on the word of God. However, it came about that you receive Christ as your Lord and personal savior. You acknowledged that you are a sinner and that he has sent his only son to die on the cross. And you know you are saved. Amen. There's no tattooing that God does on our heads, on our foreheads, anywhere that says this mark shows that this person is a child of mine. <clears throat> However, you know, because you have taken that step of faith, because it is a step of faith, to believe and to receive him. And so if you're here and you're born again, you know that you are born again and how you became born again. So it is his word that we stand on because his word is living. Amen. Because he's a living God. And so as he has said to us, Tower of Faith, that this year is a year that we should have divine influence at the end of our calendar year. There should be manifestations. Amen. Amen. There should be manifestations because God's words are true. God's word never will return back unto him void until it has accomplished that which he said. Now, I was saying earlier, illustrating how you know you're born again is because you took him at his word. Amen. And you are here and you know that if you die today, you will be with him. Amen. You will be with him because you stood on his word. You didn't see him physically, but you stood upon his word. And so I am here today to encourage us to take him at his word, to believe that at the end of our year, we will have the manifestations, the fruit, because God charged each and every one that we are to be fruitful and multiply. And so that is already within us. We have that ability. Amen? We have that ability. And so when he speaks, he knows it is done. But it's for us to do what? To go and take it. But we take it by taking him at his word. And so the title of my message for us today, as we're walking in his kingdom, to have this divine influence that God himself has set out. He, he doesn't speak and then go and make. 
When he speaks and he says it, he's already made it. Amen. He's already made it. He's not making it. He has already made it. But it is for you to take him at his word to go and take it. Yes. Amen. The deposit is already there. But it's for you to do the physical walking to go and punch in your PIN number and withdraw the money that's already in the bank. That someone has already deposited. So when he gives you the receipt, he's not now going to make the deposit. He's already made the deposit. But it is for you to hold that receipt and believe that receipt when he says that somebody has gone and deposited however much in your account, that you will believe that receipt and you will walk confidently and boldly to the bank and do the necessary requirements. Amen? That is how it is. God said divine influence because he has already made the deposit. But it's for us to see the receipt and the receipt is his word that will take us to that place, will take you to that place where at the end of the year, there will be the tangible evidence that you will be able to say that this year I was able to influence X, Y, Z and I took my deposit from the bank. Amen. Developing and maintaining healthy relationships. Amen. That's the title. Using discernment. Discernment. We cannot have the divine influence that God wants us to have, God wants you to have, if we do not know how to develop and maintain healthy relationships. Not using our natural senses, but using that which God has given us. The pin number God has given us through discernment. Because we can take people outwardly and judge them. And that's not necessarily who they are. But that which may not be nice to you on someone, that someone may be the one who holds the key to your blessing. Amen? <clears throat> but because there are certain things that is appealing to us, there are certain things that we find attractive or not attractive, we can easily mistake that for it not being God or the other way around. However, the pin code is discernment. John 8, verse 12, please. John, please, the book of John. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. If we're having our own Bibles, that will get us to underline I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Amen. Jesus said, he is the light of the world. And he who follows him if you're following Jesus, you will not walk in darkness. There will not be guesswork. There should not be guesswork. There should not be. So when we follow Jesus, there should be no darkness when we follow him. Because that's his word. The same word that you say you're born again, based upon. Yeah? I'm not saying it in a bad way that you say, but because we don't, 
Y'all don't need. You know. Yeah? You know you're born again based upon his word. And it's his same word that he's saying that I am the light of this world. And you who, whoever follows me, man, woman, child, whoever, shall not, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That is your portion. Amen. That is your inheritance. That when we follow him, there should be no darkness. And the darkness is not only when the lights are off. Darkness is when we don't know which way to go, isn't it? When we're unsure. When we're not sure whether we should be relating with this person because the title is developing and maintaining healthy relationships by using the pin code discernment. Matthew 5, 13. I'm going to go through quite a few scriptures. <clears throat> Again, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Salt has many properties. When I tried to Google it, <coughs> there was a site that could give me a thousand, <laughs> a thousand uses. I thought, oh no, I don't want a thousand. But there's loads. Preserves, adds flavor. You can use it to kill weeds. Yeah. You can use it on fire to bring it down. Those of us who like a, a bit of barbecuing, you can put it on. And it brings down, you throw salt in the fire and it does <coughs> so many. We use it to preserve um, fish so that you don't, it doesn't go off. Yeah, it doesn't go off. There was many more uses in those days before certain technology. But he says that you are the salt of the earth. And so if you lose your flavor then how should it be? So when we follow him and he is the light, there should be no darkness in us. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 9. <clears throat> Developing and maintaining healthy relationships. What it is and what is not. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. <clears throat> For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as James and Jambres resisted Moses, 
so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith. But they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. <clears throat> the verse one, please. Now it says that we are to know that in these last days, perilous times will come. Every day that you live is the last day. Yeah? It's not some abstract time to come. Every day is the last days. Every day. Don't think of it being tomorrow. Every day that God gives you, remember that it's the last days. Because he says it's not for us to know the times and the seasons. So every day, we must treat each day as in it's the last days. Because his coming can be, just as we're gathered here, his coming can be. That's what his scripture says. <clears throat> Amen? 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 Because when we hear last days, we're always thinking of a thousand years down the line. We're thinking of some years to come. We've got people who come on YouTube, social media and such like, and they're calculating and they, you know, they get the audience to sit and to say where they're getting their calculations from and when that's going to be. None of them have been proved right because none of them are ever going to be proved right unless scripture is wrong because we will never know. But he says that every day, treat every day as the last day. And every day, remember this, that the times today is evil. The day is evil. Verse 2. <clears throat> and he says, for men, not gender. He says, you. Yes? For you, for me will be lovers of themselves. It was not excluding. God, the scripture did not exclude any persons. He says men. So when you are human, you will be potentially a lover of yourself. Amen? But you will. You have the capacity to be a lover of yourself because he didn't define so, so long as you are man, you will be lovers of yourself. You'll be a lover, potentially lover of money. You have the capability to be a boaster, proud, a blasphemer, disobedient to parents. You unthankful, unholy. Let's have the list. When we don't place ourselves within scripture, sometimes we think it's for somebody else. And we are exempt. But this scripture is for you. Is for me. You'll be unloving, unforgiving, a slanderer, without self-control, brutal, despiser of good. All these things, you are potential. And perhaps some of us have it already. For men. It didn't say unbelievers. It says men. We're all reading it. I haven't written it. It's the word of God. It says for men. And it wasn't written to say, those who do not believe in God. It didn't say Gentiles. It didn't say for that debate to go on. It says for men will be lovers of themselves. And we will love money. We will do this. Verse 5. 
And he says we will have a form of godliness. Now, where does that fit into the title? It's about developing and maintaining healthy relationship. So if you know that the list, you're outside of that. If you don't develop or maintain healthy relationships around you, then you will become. You will become because it says many have a form of godliness, but deny its power. And from such people turn away. So if you were already in <clears throat> that list, turn away from yourself. Amen. Turn away from yourself. Get away from all those things. If you're not, and if you are one who you're not proud, if you're one who you are unthankful, if you're one who, you know, and you have all those attributes, then it says turn away from people who have the form of godliness. But they deny the power. And why do they deny the power? They deny the power because what it is that they're seeking to do. Let's continue. They're seeking to do something. It says, for of this sort are those who creep. Creep. We understand the word creep. Let me give my version with this. For this sort, for of this sort are those who creep into households. They creep into households and they make captives of gullible women. Now this includes men. Loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Now the creep I underlined, because when somebody's creeping, you don't actually hear them so much coming, do you? Amen? When someone is creeping, they're not making a lot of noise. They're not making it very obvious. It's very hidden. Yes? They're not coming in a bold way where you will be able to see that this person has got horns and I should stay away. They creep. They come silently into your environment. It says household. Your household is your private domain, your area. They get close to you only to lead you away to where they are because they don't want that which you want. You've given yourself to God and you want to worship God, you want to serve God. And they're perhaps they're not of the same. They are off the list that we read. They want to maintain. They don't want to things you want, but you desire after God. But they will creep in. And they will enter and get to know you and use those very same things to try and get you to that place. Because it says in the verse 7 that these people, they're always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They don't desire it. They're not wanting the various same things that you do. Let's read 1 Timothy verse 4. Uh, chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. 
And let's see something else that the Lord says to us. Divine influence. Having divine influence goes with having healthy relationships because you are not an island. Amen? You're not by yourself. You cannot do it by yourself. You need other people to get where you need to go to have that divine influence. But it's very important that we learn some basics as to how to develop and maintain healthy relationships in order to have that divine influence in whichever sphere of influence that God wants you to have. Your sphere where God has placed you that you will be able to have that divine influence and someone not pull you away. Amen. Now the spirit, and we notice that, the spirit is capital. So is the spirit. It's not a small s. So the Holy Spirit. So the spirit expressly, expressly, means without shadow of doubt, explicitly, says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. And how will they depart? Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. It's inevitable. Amen. The spirit is saying it's inevitable that some will depart. This is not me, Joyce, saying it. This is the word of God saying that some will depart. Now, some departing from the faith means that they were already in the faith. They were not unbelievers. Some sitting here today may well, we pray not, I pray not, may well depart from the faith, will go away from the faith. It's without doubt because God who is all-knowing has written this. It's not saying Paul wrote it. It says, now the Spirit expressly says, expressly, categorically, yes, says that in latter times, and I said previously that every day is the latter times. It's not tomorrow, it's today. Whilst you're here, whilst you're hearing the word coming, this is the latter times, this is today, because as you live here, it may be your eternity. It may be your last days, because when we depart from here, we are part of the last days. When we exit from this life, we're in the last days. Amen? So every day is your last day. Every day is the latter day. Yes? Yeah? So he says, some will depart from the faith, giving heed. They will enjoy, they will love the deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Let's go to the next one. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving. In a nutshell, let's stop there. In a nutshell, what he's saying is the doctrines of demons that those who will fall away will be, they will be saying to you, they will be bringing back religion, keeping you bound and, and, and not letting you experience the freedom because their conscience is seared. They have decided 
that they don't want to be with God. They don't want to walk the walk. However, they're not going to go it alone. They want to take with them because misery, as they say, loves company. Yes? So they want to take with them because they have given themselves over. But you may not. You have not. But if you don't learn how to develop and maintain healthy relationships, the things that appeals to you based on your background, based on where you're from, you will consider everyone who comes around you to be of the same spirit as you. Amen. And this is where discernment comes in. And it's very important that we understand what scripture is saying to us in these scriptures that we have read. Let's go to the verse one. I want this to sink into us because this year, at the end of the year, we should be able to testify, amen? We should be able to have basket full of things that we're going to say to the Lord that this year I was able to influence X, Y, Z. And when I talk about influencing, divine influencing is not the same as how the world says to us. Divine influencing is not becoming a, a, a celebrity. Divine influence is not becoming a, 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 a millionaire. Amen? It's not that which the world says. But divine influencing is about what it is that God has called you to do for him. What is it that he, as the light, amen? And he is saying to you that you are the salt you are the salt, and he says that when the salt loses its flavor, then it's absolutely good for nothing. But if you understand that, and we allow that to be in us, that we are, he says that you are the salt. And so even if you haven't heard anything else, remember his word, that you are the salt, and you are supposed to preserve, you're supposed to flavor, you're supposed to influence. If you put too much salt in food, if it's a soup and you put too much salt in it, it's felt, isn't it? It's tasted. When people taste the soup, they know the salt's definitely been there, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be. When you go somewhere, people are supposed to know that you have definitely been there. Not because you leave a whole room full of your own perfume that is in a bottle. But the presence of him that you have divinely influenced, that you have left your mark. Amen. You have left your mark. When my parents, my mom used to uh, um, uh, preserve fish using salt. If they didn't use the right quantities, the fish goes off. Yeah, it goes off. But when they use the right quantities and then they put it out to dry, it can last for a year. And the fresh fish that has been put, salt put around it, keeps. And we eat it. But they knew the right quantities to put on it, that it keeps. And they didn't put them in freezers. They just put salt on it. But the right quantity and it kept for years. Amen? So you are. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is saying that some will depart. Let it not be you. Amen? Say not me. Not me. 
in Jesus' name. That you're not going to depart. You're not going to give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And go back and lose the freedom that Jesus Christ came to give on the cross. He came that we will have liberty. He came that our chains, all the traditions of men, all those things we do away with. That we will now see that we have been translated. We are now in his kingdom. We are in his kingdom. We're in a different kingdom. We're not part of this world. We're walking here. That is the wonderful thing about being a believer. When you're a child of God, you now come to understand how you can be in the spiritual realm and still be in the physical. Amen? Because we are his ambassadors. We, he's up there. And ambassadors receive from whoever nation has sent them. Even though they're in this country, yes? If they're, you know, we have the current Ukraine and Russia going on. Their ambassadors are here. They don't take from what Boris Johnson will say. They'll take from Russia, won't they? They take from there, even though their feet are here. That's what it is when he says that you are an ambassador of Christ. You are an ambassador, so you're here in this land, in this world. But you take your instructions from him. You're supposed to receive from there. And so we don't walk with what we see. We shouldn't be listening and, and being directed by the things on TV and social media. What is he who has sent you as an ambassador? What does he say about these things? Amen? What does he say? And that is when we will maintain. That is when we won't go to where it is that the deceiving spirits and the doctrines of demons want to take you. So that you will have the victory. Amen? You will have the victory to be able to stand, but it's only by discernment. It's only by discernment. And I want to give us some examples of some of the things that the enemy will use or tries to use so that he will put people around you to set you up to fail. The devil doesn't know your future. Amen? He doesn't know. Yes, if anyone told you, if you've ever been to a, a palm reader or they tell you what is going to happen tomorrow, no, they don't. They try to project into your tomorrow. They use that which has already gone because that is public knowledge. Right now, even when you Google on somebody, all the various events they attended is already there, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody who is important, or even sometimes not even important, they attend events, they've gone here, the school they went to, all of that, it's at your fingertip. The devil is the same. So when you go to these people or when they're saying, all they're doing is the things from the past. And what they're doing is they speak of the things from the past to hook you so that they can then project into your future. So if they tell you all the things, all the places that you've been, and you're like, wow, you know, they really do, yes? Then once they've got your attention, they then start to tell you what is going to happen to you in the future, who you're going to marry. And, and lo and behold, because they've said that and you've believed in their power, 
you will start seeing that they will now project that which they have said. So if they say that you're going to marry, I don't know, a blondie, they'll bring blondes your way. Yeah, they will. They'll bring your way. Because the enemy only wants to walk, kill, steal, and destroy. That's his agenda. John 10.10. 10. That's his agenda. I want to emphasize this. That's his agenda. So he will project. He says the thief does not come except. He, on Friday, I was sharing this. He's not interested in anything or anyone except he can come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Yeah? That's all. We have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. His is still kill, destroy, because he's a copycat. Amen. So kill, uh, steal, kill, and destroy is his three. So anything that he's doing is to do with that. So he will put people your way, yes, who will seek to steal from you. And if they'll go to the next one to kill and to destroy. And so when they get your attention, they then bring this person that they have primed. They know that that person is going to be used to st steal from you, steal your joy, because there'll be no peace, so they'll steal your joy. And then if that goes to the next one, they'll seek to kill you because your joy is taken away. You start to think, you know, I might as well kill myself. What is it? Yes? And then destroys you. Because if you kill yourself, destruction happens, isn't it? That's his agenda. And it will never change. Amen? It will never change. And so whenever you want to know whether God is there, God is in it, or God is with it, use these three. Is it something that's stealing me, stealing from me, trying to kill me? Trying to destroy me. This relationship. Is it stealing from me? Is it trying to kill me? Is it trying to destroy me? Yes? That's the basics. And that will always be. But Jesus says, I have come that they, meaning those of us, here, those who are his children, and those who will come to be, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The thief will not come to you if he cannot do any of these things. Amen. If you put your roadblocks in, he won't come. He'll go to the next person. He will hop off. But if you're, I'm not so sure. You've got your fence, but the door is a bit open because you're not so sure, you know, is, mm, am I really the, the salt? Am I really, is God really with me? You know, why is this? Why is that? And then you give in to all these thoughts coming in. He'll buzz in like a fly. And when he comes in a little bit, he'll start doing a beehive <laughs> because you give him an inch and he takes a mile. There's no good devil. Amen.
There is no good witch. Television lies. There is no good witch. A witch is a witch. And a witch's agenda is from his father, the devil. And it is to steal, kill, and destroy. And because they like to show off, they will make out that they're better than another witch. But they're all the same. Amen? There is no such thing as a good witch. They all have the same agenda. That's all. And they will lie to you. Because their father is the father of lies. And his agenda is to take from. So Jesus has come that you and I will have life. And that life more abundantly is about how we will develop and maintain healthy relationships. And if we don't, we won't have the divine influence that he wants us to have. We won't have it. It's as simple as that. Because the days are evil. The enemy will use or can use a monitoring spirit. We're talking about discernment and how sometimes we can miss it. I want to really break it down simply for us. Some of the things that we are to watch out for is the monitoring spirits. And I called them or I likened them to private investigators because we've all heard of private investigators. If we've not watched a film, we've heard of it private investigators, and we know what they do, isn't it? They follow people without you knowing they're following you. That's the whole. Because if, they, if you know they're following you, they're no more a private investigator, isn't it? <laughs> the whole purpose is that somebody has assigned them to follow your every move. And that's what monitoring spirits are. And what do they do with that information? They feed back to whoever has sent them, isn't it? Yeah? So sometimes we hear monitoring spirits and we're like, what is it? But I just wanted to really, you know, I like simple. <laughs> Amen. I like simple. I, I like simple. I always say this. I like simple because that's how I learn. And I hope that that will bless you. That when you hear someone saying monitoring spirit, in its simple form, you would know. But I know that God will bless you and give you according to how you learn. But I learn simple. Yeah? And so this is how I break it down. That they are the private investigators around me, around you. That you don't know. They're there. But they've been assigned. And they're just gathering information. And they're gathering that information not for your good. Why would somebody for your good assign a private investigator? They want something. They want a weakness of yours, isn't it? They want to know where you've been. They want to know what you're hiding. They want to see what you're doing so that they can compile some evidence and use it against you in whatever it is the battle is. And we know that we're in a battle. Amen. We're in a battle. So the enemy assigns these agents against you. And so whenever you hear monitoring spirit, remember what I said to help you. They're private investigators. And then the other thing, one of the very strong ones to shift is the familiar spirit. 
We're talking about developing and maintaining healthy relationships. And you need to be aware that the enemy does not want you to have the divine influence. So he will set you up and he will put people around you to derail you. That is because he wants to steal from you. He wants to steal what God wants you to have. Because he cannot do it unless you give it to him. Yeah? He's not powerful. He has power, but he's not powerful. You have more power than him. And he makes you feel that you're not powerful. Yes? Because the Bible says to us that the same Holy Spirit that rose Christ up from the dead, if you are a born again, that power is within you. But the same way he went to Adam and Eve and deceived them is the same way that we can easily be deceived, as we read in the scripture in Timothy. Comes to deceive because he cannot possess you. When you are born again, the devil cannot possess you. But what he can do is to deceive you. And that is equally as strong for him in his camp. Because when you're a child of God, you cannot be possessed. Amen. You cannot be possessed by demons. You can be influenced by them, but you cannot be possessed. That's my understanding. That I cannot be possessed. Because Christ is in me. Amen. The power of God is in me and no demon can come and possess that area. But he can certainly set things around me to influence me, to go in the way that he wants. Because he cannot do it unless I do it. Yes? Unless I allow him, he cannot do it because he knows his limitations. He knows his place. But we don't. Amen? He knows his place. He has power, but he's not all powerful. And he deceives us to make us think that he has power more than us. But we can tell him where to go. That's how, as a child of God, you can command demonic forces to go and they must obey you. Just as a child of God, you don't need to have gone to Bible school. You don't need to have done any of that. But you can speak and they have to obey you. Only if you believe. Amen? Only if you believe. So it's very important in this year for us to have the divine influence that has been deposited with your name on it. You must know whose you are and who you are and know and understand that the devil will set you up by putting people around you. Familiar spirits. They are like, I call them the undercover police yes undercover agents they come in and they stay with you they're in your family house they grow up with you they take on the form of you that is what we read they have the form of godliness they are around you so they know you they know the things you eat in the morning it's very and the name even family Familiar, family. So they're like family. They're things of the family. The things that family does. Things that your family holds on to. They stay. They'll sleep on the same bed with you. You won't sleep on the same bed with a stranger. They'll share your accommodation. 
Yes? That's the familiar spirit. Another, I, I, I always say they're the most dangerous. Yeah? Because you're desensitized to their doings. Because you're, they're in your environment all the time. They see everything. When you're crying, they're crying with you. When you're happy, they're happy with you. So you don't see that they're an undercover agent. Recently, there was in the uh, the police went to do undercover, wasn't there? And some of them actually ended up going over and beyond <laughs> their call of duty and had children with some of those who they were supposed to. Some of you might have heard the story, <laughs> yeah. But the people didn't know that they were undercover. They were there for years. They were like part of them, but they were undercover. Yeah, they were feeding back. That's the familiar spirits, and they're quite strong. That's the familiar spirits, and we need to watch out for them. And then the other one, I like doing things in threes. The other one is an umbrella of witchcraft that I'm saying is the Delilah spirit. It's an offshoot of witchcraft. And Delilah spirit is not just female, anyone, yeah? And Delilah spirit comes to obtain information. It's been paid, it's been sent, and they come and get information for others to use against you. That's what they do. And that's the same where we have the story, Delilah, yeah? And again, that's a strong spirit as well. Because Samson, the story in the Bible where Delilah spirit comes from, but spirits are from old. But we use that. Samson was aware that Delilah was trying to get him. Those of us who have read the story, he was aware that she was just gathering information against him because there was a practice run where he said, oh, is this? And then they came and it wasn't. And he was aware, but he felt so strong in himself, didn't he? He felt that he was above because God was with him. So he could just be still in that relationship instead of cutting and running. And sometimes that's how we find ourselves. The enemy uses these spirits that we feel and he comes and because there is the, uh, the bits that we read in uh, Timothy, the list, that there's a bit of pride in us, pride on who we are in God, that we feel that we are uh, unfallible. There's nothing that can, you know, the enemy can come. We can go into territories and we will come out unscathed. We can go into smoke and there will be no smoke upon us. But because there is something in us 
that is outside of the word of God, we become exposed. Because it's pride that is at work. And when pride is at work, the spirit of God is not there. It is you on your own. Yes, you on your own, just like those two soldiers that's been captured in Iran, uh, not Iran, Ukraine, if we've seen the story. They've been captured and they went off their own back to go and help to fight. And then the British army is like saying, well, we didn't send them. I haven't followed the story. But that just brought to my mind, when I listen to certain news, I always just, yeah, that's the way my mind works. How we can sidestep. They are soldiers, all right. Yeah? And they went to fight. But now they found themselves into trouble, got themselves into trouble. And by virtue of they being British soldiers, perhaps they were expecting that they would get special treatment. Now it's like, well, we didn't send you. <laughs> so now they're going to have to do some things behind the scenes. And sometimes that's how we can become by virtue that we feel powerful or we feel that we're children of God and nothing by all means. We can remain in certain relationships or certain environments even when the smell is such that we know that this person is only out for us. Something new, Delilah is trying to get information as to where he gets his strength from to sell him out. And time and time again, instead of him cutting links and doing what he should have done, he stayed. Because there was an attractiveness about Delilah. There was something about her. Because the enemy doesn't come in with things that doesn't appeal to us. Amen? He brings things that appeals to us. Because if we can repel it straight away, his work is there's no work there for him, is there? But if he can get us to just go, and then it's like, the Lord is saying, and then you're still, I can. And then little did he know, the one day he was battered, his armor went down. And then he gave the information. And where he was supposed to have been, he wasn't. Amen. And so we need to be very careful about these spirits that comes around us. And so what did I say? Monitoring spirits, they're like what? Private investigators, familiar spirits, family, and then the Delilah spirit. They come and get information for others to use against you. And all of this, let me just bring it in. All of this, how does this fit in with developing and maintaining healthy relationships? All of this, three that I've spoken of, is so that the enemy will find a weakness in you and put people around you. Because we need people. He knows that. Yes? He knows that we need people. He knows yesterday that which you were saying. Yes? Oh, I wish. I hope to be married by 30. I want to be this by this. I want to go 
to the Americas. I want to go here. That's vocalized. That's in the domain. Yes? And remember these three. The monitoring. They sat in their cars. You go to Asda. Click, click. They come. She used a Barclay card. And then they're just doing all of that. They're not the ones who want the information. Are we understanding? They're not the ones. They have been sent. They have been sent. They're gathering and they're taking back. And they're taking back to the one who is now going to use all that information about you to now try and set you up so that your basket will be emptied. That you will not go to the bank in the way in which God says go to Barclays. And then he will plant somebody around you and they say, no, 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 no. Barclays are this. They, they, they give to this people. They support this. They support that. And take your mind off. Let's go to NatWest. Yet God was for you to go. Yes. And you know God wanted you to go to Barclays. But because they have gathered information from you about you. They know that you're one who is into fair trade. They know you like to support this. Yes? I'm giving examples here about discernment. I didn't want to come and talk about, you know, what scripture says, spirit of discernment and this. I want to use the simple things everyday life because sometimes we think it is something big. I used to think that. When people will say, oh, I'm like, how am I ever? And, you know. And then God started speaking to me in simple terms to show that I can walk in discernment. It is my portion. It is available for me. It's there for everybody. Everybody. Those, even those who are not even his children. But when we are his, his own, it's different. It's on a different level altogether. Because those who hold British passport, when there is an issue, they will come and sort you out. But those who are royalty, it's a different, isn't it? They land at what? The RAF. <laughs> they take them to what? Somewhere Bryce Norton or whatever. You and I, they will bring us to Heathrow. Do you get it? Yes? We're British. So God gives to all. But there is a specialness to those who are his cho chosen, his royal own. So the spirit of discernment is different for those who are his own. But sometimes we miss it because we think it needs to be how Joyce's is. Or how Joyce said this and you miss your own. But let me go back to what I'm trying to show us. That the enemy, because he has done all this information gathering, because he's used the familiar spirit, those from your own, he knows your family traditions, he knows what you do, and then he will start pulling you not to let go. God is saying the traditions of men is not good. The traditions of men, but you're like, oh, and then they'll be saying, yeah, but you've got to give to Caesar what Caesar, isn't it? They use the scriptures. They will use the scriptures. 
they will use the scriptures to try and take you away. They will take you to Nat West when God is saying to you, Barclays, because they have gathered. The monitors have monitored you. The private investigator has gone back to the things that you like. You don't like shopping from MNS or you like shopping from MNS. So they will find things that MNS and then they will try and put it to that way. But those things are not God. Amen. Those things are not God. So it's about you using the little that you have. The little that you have is the baseline. The little that you have is your spirit of discernment. The little that you have, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that life more abundantly. That's it. So when the enemy is trying to influence you to say that this thing belongs to you, you say, the Lord came. I've got life, life more abundantly. That's discernment. Amen. That is discernment. And he puts those people. And as you're praying, try to get over that which is familiar to you. The things that is familiar to you will draw you first. If you've done a list, this is what I want to see. This is what I, the enemy has seen that list. I'm telling you. Amen. He's seen that list. And that list is your list. Your list. Not necessarily God's for you. It's your list. And sometimes we can hold it up and we say by hook or by crook, this must happen. I'm praying it in to happen. And because you're doing so, the enemy is there. And because he likes to be like an angel of light, disguise himself, he will bring you that. Because you have done your list, remember, and you're holding your list up to God. So you're in your mind, God is not going to give you anything that is not on your list, isn't it? Because who are you praying to? You're praying to God. You're praying to God, so any answer that is coming, you're thinking is from God. So you're not stopping. You're saying, God has answered my prayers. No. Discernment will let you know if you use the markers that is not God. It is that which you desired. And although he says that he will give us the desires of our hearts, it needs to be that which will not come to steal, to kill, and to destroy you. That will not come to steal your time that you used to have with God. That will not come to kill your joy or all those things. That is your discernment. That is your discernment. And sometimes you may miss it. I have missed it sometimes or many a times. But along the way, how God speaks to you is important. There's been seasons where God speaks to me by smells. There's been seasons where he speaks to me through little children. Know your season. Know how it is that God speaks to you. Sometimes it's on the news. I'll be watching the news and God will speak to me through there. I don't know how, but it's God. <laughs> and I'll know it is him. And I will say, God, forgive me. I missed it. I was so sure it was you. I was so sure it was you. And then God will show me how it was not him at all. But mine it will not be the same as you. Amen. 
mine will not be the same. So there's no point me sharing mine. I'm just here to encourage each and every one of you this morning, develop your own. Develop your own discernment. Develop your own so that you would develop and maintain healthy relationships. It may be marriage, you know, that is unhealthy. It's unhealthy. You're in a marriage relationship that is unhealthy. And the scripture sometimes comes to us, he who God has joined. Yes? Mm-hmm. Let no man put asunder. Did God join you? Amen? May not be what you guys want to hear. Yes? God loves you. God loves me. He will not put you in any situation, in any relationship that will seek to kill you. Yes? And then when this lady who sings... When she died, then there was all these outcry. Meanwhile, the very same church environment, church families. There was this gospel singer who passed away a couple of weeks ago, I think. And it was domestic abuse that's gone on under the umbrella. Yes? And it was... Pray harder. I can imagine she was being told, pray harder. God will protect you. God's giving you common sense. Amen. You guys, you've heard me say it so many times. Love is not blind. Amen. Love is not blind. That is the devil telling you love is blind. Love is not blind. God was not blind when he came to save you. He is love. Amen. Amen. He is love. Love is not blind. For those of you here, the younger adults, love is not blind. That is the world saying. That's not God saying. It's not God. God wants our eyes open. The world says love is blind. God doesn't say love is blind. He hasn't called you to be blind. He came to take the blind off our eyes, isn't it? <laughs> yes? That the blind might see. So why would he now make you blind? You see how deceptive? You see how deceptive it is? He came. So measure it. Measure it. The things you're hearing, measure it about him. How it is. He came that you might have life, life more abundantly. He came that the blind will see. So why would I accept that life, love is blind when my Savior came so that my eyes will be open? Amen? So love is not blind. Love is not blind. And he never said that we're to put ourselves in that way in order to please him. You know, the scripture, let me, let me I've touched this. Matthew 19. I've touched this, so let's look at the scripture. Matthew 19. Yeah, I've got a bit of time. Let's, let's look at this. Verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. I'm looking for a camera. And a great multitude followed him and he healed them there. The Pharisees, okay, that's it. 
Yeah, the Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered to them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And he said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Stay there for me, please. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Okay, let's go to the next one. I'm looking for something. Go to seven for me. Let's see. Then he said, they said to him, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Can you go back to six for me, please? Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. That's what we hear a lot. Yeah. The key word, what God has joined. Many a times, God didn't join us. I know I'm sounding not. Many a times, God didn't join us. We joined ourselves. Yes. Now, examples of people who God joined. Adam and Eve. God brought Eve. Yes. Um, who else? Um, Hosea. God told him to go and take a prostitute. God gave him the grace for that. Um, in the New Testament, we have... Joseph, who was about to go and divorce Mary, the Lord said, go and stay with her. There was grace, wasn't there? There was grace, there was peace. God joined them. There's probably other examples, but yeah, God joined them. Many a times we pray it in. <laughs> and then we come and stand in front of him and we make a vow before him. Okay, we make the vow. In his word, in Ecclesiastics, he says it's better not to make a vow. But when you make a vow, he still expects you to honor it. So you see how God works. Yeah? So when God joins, no matter what the issues, they will work it out. God said to Hosea to go and marry a prostitute. And she kept going off. God's grace was on it. Adam and Eve, we didn't read that they divorced. They blamed each other. They had issues, didn't they? They had issues. How many of you have experienced a child of yours killing another child of yours? Thank God. Don't want to experience that. Yes? We don't want to experience that. Must be awful. You know? The Parents will probably be blaming, you didn't discipline. When I wanted to tell him off, you wouldn't let me. When I, you, you see, yes, possibly. I wanted to put him straight, you wouldn't. Now you see what has happened. He's grown up and now he's gone and killed his own. And uh, 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 uh. they were still. God joined them. Yes. So going back to developing and maintaining healthy relationships, even if it's in marriage. God has not called for you to be in an abusive relationship. He loves you too much. Pray from afar. Love your life. Yes? 
love your life. But when the enemy wants to kill you, he will bring these three. It might be others, but I like to just stick with the three. He will bring these that will keep you in there because he wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. And they will show you scriptures as to why. Excuse me. As to why you should stay. As to why you should still maintain the friendship. As to why you should walk away. He will use all of these things to come against you. But always remember what God has said. The thief comes only in these circumstances, but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. And this year, we are going to have the manifestation of the fruitfulness of divine influencing. We're going to influence. And if it is that you need to cut off certain relationships, if it is that you've now realized that you have missed certain relationships that was a divine assignment, a divine appointment into your life, that you will ask the Lord that if the grace is still upon it, he should bring it back. Sometimes the grace may no longer be upon it. We might have missed the boat. Yes, but God will. Amen. God will. So always remember when you've done your list, as I bring it to a close, when you've done your list, remember that you can be groomed. That's the word. You can be groomed by these spirits. By these demonic spirits, you can be groomed by them. And just as we read, they creep. They're creeps. Even in the world, we don't like creeps. <laughs> Isn't it? We say somebody's a creep. We don't like them. They creep in that you don't notice. You don't notice. And the ones that are loud, you throw them off. But the ones that creep in, using information that they've gathered about you to try and set you up, you maintain those ones because it fits. It fits right. Let's pray. I want the prayer to be that wherever, whenever, However, you have been groomed by any demonic spirit seeking, seeking your failure, seeking that you will not have the divine influence that God has called for you to have, that you will not be the light that he has said. You're to be the salt of the earth. Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth. And if the salt is no more good, you're fit for nothing. And having discernment is very key so that we will have those relationships 
that will grow for him, for his kingdom. Because when we are in the wrong relationship, his kingdom cannot advance. Our minds will not be renewed. We will conform to the standards of this world because the enemy will be in it. And his agenda is for you to conform to the standards of the world and not have your mind renewed. So every grooming in your life, the power that is in the name of Jesus, the power that is in the blood shall come upon you and break it. As the Lord reveals it to you, an enemy that has been exposed, an enemy that is exposed is an enemy defeated. Ask for the Lord to expose any of these spirits, any of these, any private investigator, any undercover, any spy, using any of these that have come to seduce you away, that has come to take you back to the traditions of men that has come to take you away from the good doctrine so that you will not influence and allow his kingdom to advance because you are the church. You are his ambassador. You are to be his witnesses. His fragrance is supposed to be all around you. He said that we are to go forth in the world and make disciples. And we cannot make those disciples if we are in wrong relationships. If we are developing and maintaining unhealthy relationships. We cannot advance the kingdom of God because God is not there. And the growth that God wants to have for you to do will not be so. So pray that anyone who has come into your life, however, if it is that they came in, you know, using the worldly grooming, they came in and they've made you feel special. Break it off in Jesus' mighty name. Break it off in Jesus' mighty name. Because they have gathered information about you as to what makes you feel special to infiltrate your life. So pray that the power of God will break and deliver you from anyone who has been set around you that is making you feel special, that has made you feel special, that even though God has been speaking to you, your discernment has been working because they're making you feel special. You're not letting go. You're not letting God. You're not doing what God is saying for you to do because you have been groomed and they've known the buttons to press. And they're making you feel special. Pray again. Anyone who's making you feel privileged, giving you privileges. I'm using the worldly word, word groomed because that's how the same spirit that grooms, that grooms 
It's the same spirit. It's from the same father anyway. It's the same father that grooms his young children. It's the same spirit. And it's the same spirit that seeks to come against you, that seeks to come against you, that might already have come against you. But there is nothing that the power of God cannot deliver you from. There is nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot deliver you from. So anyone in your life that is giving you privileges, and as a result, God has been showing you in dreams, in visions, in his word, if in your own footsteps, go in there. You get nudges in your heart. You know, you know something is missing. But because they're making you or they're giving you privileges, they're making you feel special. And again, pray, flattery. Flattery is another way that the enemy Flattery, he knows how to appeal to our senses, to draw us, because when our senses are working, the spirit is not at work. It becomes about us. It becomes about us. So pray, pray in the name of Jesus. Whoever has been speaking words of flattery around you, around your purpose, around the things that you have lifted up to God, and he's camouflaging it and bringing it to you, Saying that this is the list that you lifted up. You're and again, pray where you've been singled out. You've been singled out and they're making you feel, I have singled you out. You are so special that, you know, you are the only person that I can call. You are the only person I can depend on. All these words that has been spoken into you so that even though the individuals or individual you know the relationship is not right. You know you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be doing this. But you shut that down because of this grooming that has taken place. The list is endless. Let's pray. Pray and break off. Break off. Say to the Lord that you want to have the divine influence. You want to influence for his name's sake, for his kingdom. Pray. Whatever it is, if it is that you have accepted the lie that love is blind and you're allowing yourself because I love this person or because God says I should love, you're blinded or you're covering up. Pray that you will be delivered from that situation. Pray that you will deliver yourself. Pray that you'll be able to walk away. Pray that you will move by the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray that you will not be used. You will not be an agent for Satan. You will not be an agent for anyone. You will not be used. You will not be used. That you will walk in your destiny. You will walk in your destiny. You will fulfill purpose. You will fulfill destiny. You will have the divine influence for his name's sake, for his kingdom's sake. Pray, pray every deposit, every deposit, however it has been deposited in you. Pray that the blood of Jesus will wash it off, will break it, will deliver you. Pray, come against the fear. Remember that Jesus said that he is the light of the world. In John 8, 12, we read it. He says he is the light of the world. And when we follow him, there will be no darkness. There will be no difficulty. 
because he will carry you through. Your mind might be imagining all sorts. How is it going to be? How is it? How is it? Depend upon him. Remember, you have power. You have power. You are powerful. You are powerful. You have power to pray for the dead, for them to be resurrected. You have power. You have power over that situation. You have power over the individual. You have power to overcome, to defeat, to walk away, to know more, engage, to know more, take part, to know more, visit those places. You have power. You have power. Your source is from God. Your source is from God. Man is not your source. Your source is from God. Man is limited. God is not limited. God is your source. God is your source. God is your source. That from this day forward, this day forward, that you will come against every spirit that is monitoring you in the name of Jesus. That they will be blinded. That they will send back a blank sheet. That they found nothing. You declare it and it will be. Everything that you declare it is. According to his word. Declare it. Declare that you are going to withstand. Against the familiar spirits. Against every pronouncement that has been made in your family. That it will not follow you. It's not your portion. You will not engage with it. You will not engage. You cut ties. You cut ties with it. And you will not go back to your vomit. As you cut ties, don't go back to it. As you cut ties, you're not going back to it. The traditions of men. Those things that God doesn't say. It's not in his word. You are not going to engage. No matter how you are looked, how much you are perceived, you don't care. You only care about the things of God. You want to walk. You want your mind to be renewed. You want to walk right for God. You want to be who he's called for you to be. And pray against any Delilah spirit, any spirit that has come to get information for it to be used against you. Call forth the fire of God to burn that information, to burn the fire, to burn it, to burn it, to burn it. Call forth every information that has been gathered against you, that is being used against you, that the fire of God will burn it in the name of Jesus, that that, that files will be deleted, will be deleted, that no more your name will not be on it. No more will your name be on it. Everything that has been gathered against you, that has been gathered to be used against you from wherever, however, wherever is stored, believe in the power that is in the name of Jesus. Believe in the power that is in the blood that those things will not follow you. Those things will not be, the files will not be there. That it will be deleted. When they go to it, they will find absolutely nothing on you to be used against you. And all they will find is the flame of God, the sword of God risen up against them. That they will run. They will run. They will not even attempt to come near your dwelling place again. In the name of Jesus, declare it. Declare it. Declare it. You know, use the power that is in you. 
Nobody else can do it for you. You have to believe. The same way it is only you who will stand before God on that day. It is the same that you have to do it. You have to exercise it. You have to declare it. You know. You only know unless God shows me. And you know. You know the things that you've engaged in. You know the relationships that you are developing and maintaining. And you're being hooked, hook-winged by the enemy. Today, you're saying to the Lord that no more, no more. And anything, any essay that you even yourself might have written that has given them away, that you burn that. And when they go in his place, declare what you want to see in his place. Let them see the flame of God, that they themselves will repent and give their lives to the Lord. Wherever your name has been placed, Father, we thank you. We bless your God. We thank your God that you are a good God. We thank you, O Lord, that indeed you said that you are the light of the world. And when we follow you, we will not walk in darkness, but we will have the light of life. Father God, let your word be made manifested in us. Let people who are around us be struck. Let them know, even the revelations that you show us as we speak it to them. Let them wonder, how did you know that? Because your light will be shining through us. Your light is shining through us. That we will see, oh God, you will reveal to us the relationships to stay away from than the ones that we're supposed to maintain, that you will show us, Father, the places where we should go and the places that we shouldn't go, that you will show us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory. We honor you, O oh God. We honor you, Father, that indeed this year you have called for us to be influences divinely in your kingdom, showing forth, showing forth your glory, letting your light shine through us. For Lord, you have said and you have given it to us. We thank you. We honor you. We praise your mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 We thank the Lord. We bless him for his word unto us. And I pray that the testimonies will come forth this year. How we have been used by God to divinely influence because we are to be the head and not the tail. Amen. We are to be the influencers. We are supposed to influence wherever we go. People are supposed to follow us, not we following other people. So let's not conform to the standards of this world. And let's renew our minds and believe that we are the head and not the tail. Amen. People are to take from you, not the other way around. Amen. Let's set, let's set the pace 
where we go, in the schools, let it be known. Amen. For some, it comes easier. For others, we work on it. But we work on it because we have the ability. Be a game changer for God. Amen. Amen. Be a game changer for God. We want to see his power demonstrated here on earth. And it will happen through you. Because he's looking for one man who says that I am going to be a game changer. Amen. A game changer for some you know, it's easier. And so I don't take it for granted that for me, even when I was in school and I didn't know the Lord, you know, I was an activist. <laughs> I was not a, a non-conformist. I didn't conform to the standards, if anything, you know. And I'm sure my school people will remember me. My heads will remember me for certain things that I came from Africa straight up north to hear that in, in class they'll say uh, there's a, a third world. And I'm like, uh -huh. third world? And I questioned, and they were explained, oh, it's in the book. And I, and I said to the teachers, I said, uh, 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 it doesn't sit well with me for you to say third world. I only know one. <laughs> I, I only know one. And particularly, if you're saying the third is where I'm from, no. How do you know that the third and mine is not the first? Because Egypt, and I was not even a believer, you know, and I challenged them. And I'm like, no, what says that this is the first? And, oh, but they were giving me reasons. Oh, but you guys don't wear clothes and all those kind of things. You know, and I'm like, but wearing clothes, does that make you better? You know, how do you know that it's not the other way? Uh, and this became a thing. I, the minute they say in class, I'm like, I'm here. Don't say that. And I was sent to the head. I was forever in the head, you know. <laughs> and um, I put my arguments before him. And I said, I, I take offense to that. I prefer it to be the other way around. <clears throat> and they said, but Joyce, we can't. I said, why not? You know? I said, why not? It's in the book. I said, yeah, but who's Egypt was there? So my, my place is the first. And here is not. So we settled. But they were used developing and underdeveloped. <laughs> Before it even became, you know? So these are little things that naturally I do. I challenge the other way as well. The children will say in their schools anything that I'm like, uh, excuse me, what is this? I will go and I'll challenge it, not because it affects me, but I believe that these things lead to other things. And so if we don't rise up, not only things to do with kingdom, but things that puts things in people's minds, you know, because they will see me from the third world, that I am lower than them. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, God created one world, is in the book, but that doesn't make it right, and I refuse to accept it. So I would disrupt the class. I would. I was 
my children never took after me. <laughs> you know, I would disrupt the class. I wouldn't let the class go on. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let the class go on until the teacher would not refer to it. So then they became a bit, how do we teach without saying, you know, this has to go to the head. And it went to the head. And I said, well, you know, yeah. So my, my school reports are quite colorful. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>